Well, a very good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Awkward Turkey podcast. Uh, probably not the face you was expecting, uh, but it is a face nonetheless. And I'm here to introduce this wonderful podcast to you uh, tonight, this evening. <laughs> uh, let me start that again. Yeah, so this evening, we're going to be introduced, we're going to be joined by even uh, Tom Vaughan and Carl Morgan. Uh, no quiz today, so unfortunately I won't be saying let's quiz, but uh, I will say roll the titles. Well, I bet you weren't expecting Adam, Sir Adam of Westcott to introduce episode, I don't know what number it is. Do you know what, do you know what day it is, Carl? No, it's Sunday, seven o'clock. It's episode. <laughs> Carl. Adam, how are you both? Um, yeah. Adam, we've got you on from the start this week as a little bit of a continuation from what we were talking about last week, which was cruise ships, wasn't it, Carl? We had, we had some good cruise ship stories. Yeah. Before we start, why have you come dressed as Kurt Cobain? Me? Yeah. In your green cardigan. Um, interesting <laughs> story for you about this cardigan. I wore this cardigan in the music video um, of my cover song, Castle on the Hill. And I promised it to somebody. I said, uh, I said, I'll send you this cardigan. I think it was for a birthday or Christmas. And I haven't. And I haven't worn it since. And I saw it today. And I thought, well, it looks really warm. I put it on. Um, and hopefully she doesn't watch the show and see the cardigan because I was supposed to send it to her. So I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I will get on that. But it looks quite uh, thin. Is it, is it a thin cardigan? It's, it, it's I mean, again as far as content goes, discussing the weave of my cardigan. Um, it's, it's quite scratchy. It's not, it's Where's not it from? nice. Where's it from? Where's from Hitchitum. New Look. New um... Look. Do you remember when New Look did men's clothes for a bit? Nope. Yeah. But they don't bit. do it anymore, do they? Well, they don't do it in shops. I know that. It just doesn't quite, it didn't take off. They didn't make, they didn't, they didn't manage to make that trans, transgression, transition. Um, so yeah, Adam, the reason we've got you on today, continuation from last week, because me and Carl, we were talking about cruise ships, weren't we, Carl? We were, mate. Our experiences on cruise Tom ships. Tom was how many times he died on a cruise ship. <laughs> on stage. On stage, on stage yeah, yeah. Obviously not, he didn't fall offside, drown or anything. Wishful thinking. Um, but... I've, I, I thought that it was, I really liked shooting that episode and reminiscing on all the stuff that had happened to us when we'd been on the cruise ships. And just before we went on today, before we got you on the, on the video call with us, I remembered a story of something that happened to me on a cruise ship that was really embarrassing. And I'm going to save that because I want to hear a couple of uh, Westy cruise ship stories. <laughs> Carl, you must, have some, you must have some more cruise ship stories up your sleeve. I haven't got any good cruise ship stories. I gave you my Roger Moore one. Roger, else, oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That was yeah, a really yeah. good one. Yeah, what else? I had another good Oh, I met, um, went for dinner with one of the Beach Boys. Oh, well, that was it. I just went for, for dinner on a cruise ship with one of the, came to my gig and, and I, you know, I'd, I had some food with one of the Beach Boys. You know, just, just a normal day, you know. Westcott, you pretty much, up until COVID, you pretty much lived on cruise ships, didn't you? Yeah, I've done 10 years on ships and it was divided into two sections. So I did um, loads of contracts as a resident musician where I lived on there between four months and nine months. And 
yeah, brilliant, brilliant time. So it's like class as a crew member and then the guest entertainer side. I started in 2014, 2014. And uh, brilliant, absolutely amazing. And if I look back at where my show was when I first started compared to where it is now and what you learn very, very quickly, it's millions of miles away. And I've been really lucky to see some unbelievable places like beginning of this year or beginning of 2020 was Antarctica and South America. Wow. Um, been to almost every yeah every constant going just looking at the old scratchy map there just been to some sorry, absolutely you're looking at the what sorry scratchy map what's i just thought he had an, i just thought he had an itch what's you a scratch? oh you scratch the countries you've been to yeah obviously when you yeah when you perform it so the theater i was in was like 800 people right and um it's all going really well and i'm playing this really beautiful classical piece and and this guy gets up from this is in the middle of the song middle of the show and it's all quiet and it's lovely and playing everything and this is brilliant guy gets up and just starts walking towards me and you just know like in the old peripherals you can see him you're thinking he can't be coming down surely he's, he, he just can't be happening 800 people is definitely not coming down to have a look or have a chat and he just stands in front of me some race race theater race stage theater and he's just like he says excuse me and i'm playing and i'm thinking you, you could just can't you cannot this can't be happening this has never happened in the history of of gigs surely and he just started talking what's the name of this piece i'm like can you not see i'm performing i'm playing this piece it, it's just mad were you polite I, to him i just kind of just thought surely he's going to sit down and this is one of the first times that a guest entertainer gig so it's i mean it's off putting anyway but let alone one of your first gigs um couldn't really and when i couldn't really believe it when you finish playing the piece you just say well that was called memories of the humbra and it's like why did you come up and do that yeah it's not the funniest story in the world, but it is a story. Did you did you find him after the show? Let's make it funnier, and then we killed him. Overboard <laughs> just kicked his head in. <laughs> I can yeah. finish that story if you had, and then I, talk, I I grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and I chucked him overboard, and he drowned, and he was dead forever. Yeah, I, it's mad what goes through people's minds sometimes. <laughs> I um, I've, I, I'll I'll give you mine because mine is. Uh, Go on. That, have I told either of you about the time I shat myself on a ship? Um, so we're on, it doesn't matter what the name of the ship is on this one, um, but we're on a nice big ship and we're on there for a week. And I contracted, um, what's the stomach thing that you get Norovirus. On the, the norovirus. And if anybody's been on a cruise ship, you'll know that the norovirus, once, once a few people get it, it tends to spread the ship quite quickly. And you have to, a bit like now, you have to sort of... Especially quarantine. if you're in an, in and out of passengers pants like you i was never in and out of any passengers pants crew members different story passengers no, no, captain no. <laughs> captain pugwash i was all over him <laughs> so anyway i got the norovirus and it was really really but but it it didn't it didn't i didn't start to feel a little bit ill at one point it just sort of hit me in the face incredibly hard very very quickly as i was skipping down a set of stairs I was skipping down the set of stairs on my way back to my my cabin, and a few people were at the bottom of the stairs. They'd seen the show and they were like, "Oh, hi oh, from the show." And I'm like, "Hi, how you doing? Okay, like this." And I I turned the corner. That's still in like airshot of them, and I thought, "I'm gonna. I, I I probably need to do a little fart." So I chanced to fart. I'm in a tight pair of like shorts and a little sort of nautical t-shirt that matched the sort of what were you attire. doing on this. What were you, why were you in, why are you dressed like that? 
That's just our address. Just our address. I was in um, in my clothes in for Spain. wandering around the ship. <laughs> I was anyway. in a tight pair of shorts and a <laughs> nautical top. It's just our address, mate. But the thing about it was, I, I, I could still see these people, and I went to to chance a little far, and I shat myself in front of the audience, like the people who'd been in the audience. And I was so like I went straight back to my cabin. Obviously, I didn't carry on with my. I just day. went for dinner. Sundays. <laughs> And I had a, I had a shower, um, obviously. Um, and then <laughs> one of the one of the boys from the band rang me and went, "Are you coming for dinner?" And I said, "I can't." I, and they went, "Why?" And I went, "Well, I've just I've just shat myself in front of people who were at the show last night. I think I've got to stay in my room. I think that's the rules." Um, I still felt okay at the time, a little bit sort of um, ego bruised. I was like, "Just shat myself in front of people." Um, and it obviously got worse and worse and worse over the next couple of days. And it was just an awful illness to have. And then we had a show just before we got off. And I wasn't, I don't know if I was well enough to do that show. But between you, me and the hundreds of people, thousands of people that listen to the show, um, the same muscles you use to sing are also the muscles that you use to um, have a poo. And I worked that out on stage uh, during during a performance um, where I was wearing a kilt. So, uh, oh my God. Yeah, I shot myself in front of the audience in the show as well. Um, but what's been brilliant is no one's, no one's heard that up until now. So um, keep it under your hat. <clears throat> oh my God. That, that's, man, that's mad. So, what shit was that on then? Because when I was on with you, didn't one of the boys have a bit of a bad. Little Paul bad had, the nor- had the norovirus, yeah, when we were on um, Star. We yeah this that one with you um but this was this was different and it was just me this time just oh, me this time no. um yeah mm. there's something something very very uh it's it, it's a vulnerable feeling pooing yourself in front of three and a half thousand people yeah but liberating at the same time one <laughs> one must one must try it at one point in one's career god that's, that's... ticked off the list I've had a couple where I finished finished been eating food and people go, can you have a picture of my daughter? And I'm like, yeah, great, no sweat. It's like, oh, she's out, she's out on the deck by the pool. I was like, I know. Now, now, and they're like, if you can, that'd be great. (laughs) And then by the time you leave and come back, someone's taking your food away. If I like that. How I how I started speaking to you, Tom, was do you remember we were up in a buffet? It must I don't know what time it was, but I remember uh, what your opening line to me was because anyone who doesn't know the band that I'm in will know that they all sleep until ridiculous o'clock. They'll all go, oh yeah, yeah, we'll get up in the morning, we'll get off the ship, we'll have an explore, and they don't. They get up at one p.m. It's just what they do. And I was up at eight. I'd been to the gym and I was eating some porridge. And you walked past me, looked at my bowl of porridge and went, what you got there? <laughs> and I went, and I went, just e- eating on my own at the table. I went, porridge? And you went, oh yeah, it's good that is. And then you just sat at my table. <laughs> and I think made your way through several oranges one by one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And then I, I sort of went, do you want to do you want to come to my room and play Mario Kart with me in the band? And you were like, I would love to do that. So that's what we did. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did that. Yeah, we did that all cruise. Yeah, that was it. You take a computer on the ship with you, Tom. I took my Nintendo Switch on the ship. Oh, uh, OK. And I don't know whether you know, you can't really work 
the tellies on the ships to do anything other than play what's on the tellies on the ships. So last week I told you about my favourite stateroom attendant, chocolate. Yeah. Just said to chocolate, I was like, here, chocolate, can you make my Nintendo Switch work on the telly? And chocolate was like, see, si, Senor Vaughan, see, si, I stripped with the waist. <laughs> I was like, no, chocolate, put your shirt back on. I just need to play some Nintendo Switch. The only reason I walked past you, because I was sat on the other side and I was sat on my own. I looked over at you and I thought, okay, he's got a guest entertainer, surely. Um, what made you? Th- what made you think that? You obviously looked like this. Visual gag. Sorry, Spotify. You obviously look like this. Because that's how all guest entertainers look. Yeah, well, <laughs> when they're eating. I don't know. I just, I just thought, mate, I thought guest entertainer. So I'm sat on the other side. And I don't know what time it was. It wasn't very busy, was it? It, might, it was about 8.30. It was o'clock, early, so yeah. Um, and some guy was several seats down down there. And he was like tucking into his 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 um, sausages and just making one hell of a noise and I'm just like it's just irritating me so I had to get up and walk away and you know like, I came in, not like people eating loudly no not at all and when I came next to you I said I was like yeah is that is that porridge as an opening line and then I came I sat opposite you and then I joined you and as I sat down I mumbled under my breath that guy's just eating so loudly I can't believe it and I thought I wonder if this guy wants to hear that you know wants to hear my my uh my moans in the morning and then what we did, Carl, was me and Adam mutually bonded over a love of porridge and oranges. And then we went back over to the gentleman who was eating loudly um, and killed him, threw him overboard, dead. Good on dead. you. Yeah, kicked, it, kicked his head. You're quite aggressive on ships, Adam. Quite aggressive on ships. <laughs> we told two The guy who plays from Menko guitar, you've killed he's a killed, lot of people. He's killed, he has killed a lot. And got away um, with it. I feel like we should say that Adam Westcott hasn't killed anyone. I don't think we ships. should. No. I think we should say that. I Just think I think if people don't understand that joke, then they are no longer welcome here. I just fear that when he goes back to work, people are going to stand up at the front of the show and Look, assume that it's him. It's him. Watch your back. Watch your back. He's killed. He's it's killed. The killer people. of the seven seas. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us that story of you in um, Emmerdale because your first thing because you said you had a line. Uh, you said you was a waiter, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah. So um, so you went over to him and you're like. And what you're meant to do is just literally take down what they what they have, and then as you walk away, did you mutter, "Oh, that'd be some lemonade and some eggs"? And then I no, 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 no. I had I had a scripted line. The first I was 17, I had a scripted line in it, and um, I remember the scene. I remember being very nervous. Um, and they, uh, it was uh, two guys were on a date, and one of them left without paying, and I had to come over with my pad, and and go. Uh, but you know, this is the bill. Are you going to pay that? Cause, cause he's left. That was the, the gist of the line. So there was an actual line, but being 17 on my little pad, I had when I was writing down the orders, like in the, in the background of all the scenes that I was in before I came in with my one big line. Um, I was just drawing like doodling on this pad and, um, I was just writing like silly things down. And I think I drew a couple of willies, maybe a pair of boobs or something like that. And it was a real awkward moment when one of the, one of the cast, <laughs> we, face. we were having Sorry. a, we were having a coffee and one of the, one of the cast went, Oh, what's everyone ordered? And I just went thinking they were on the same level as me at 17. I just went, Oh, tits like that. And showed them, <laughs> showed them the pad and they didn't laugh. They didn't oh. laugh. They didn't laugh at all at my crudely drawn, pair of boobs it's a wonder i ever went back on that show and then did you say i don't think you did 
I did. I went, I went back on. As, Stop it. Stop it. I did go back I don't on. think no, you no. ever went back to Emmerdale. I went I back think on. It was, you were on there for that once, and then they sacked you off. They were like, don't employ him again. And his notepad. I got, a, I got an Tell even, him and his notepad off. Even better one for you. Have you ever been to an audition where they've asked you to be able to do something that you can't do, and you've said yes just to get the job? No. I can't rule... act, but like I, I say that in general. <laughs> I say that if I, if someone says to me, "Can you do it?" I can't. I say, "Yeah," and then just do it, and then work out how to do it afterwards. Yeah, so that yeah. you don't. Know. So I went back and auditioned a few years ago. I think I would have been about twenty six, twenty seven. For it was like a recurring police officer called in the PC. Bill. No, in Emmerdale, called PC Aldred, and I did the audition, and they went, "Oh, this is brilliant!" And they went, uh, "Are you available next week?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they went, "Okay." Um, well, listen, um, I, with I the, like the it. They went, well, this is brilliant. You are the best, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Dude, you are the best. And they went, "Is this man available? <laughs> are you available next week?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, of course I am." And they went, "God, this will be the best police officer we've ever had in the show." And then God. they just went, "One, one more thing. Can you can you drive a car?" I went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." They were like this. Anyway, I, at this point, I hadn't passed my driving test. Got to the set of the Emmerdale Village or wherever it was in um, Leeds, and they brought a, a, an actual police car that they borrowed off the police off borrowed off the police for me to drive onto the set oh for my, my scene. God. So I no drove way. a police car before I'd passed my driving test, and it was snowing so hard. How was it on set? Like when you were there, like when you're 17 and it's all new, and you know, did you go? Did you go into with just like an excitement or was you no, it was, nervous it, it, was, it was over so, so, so quickly. So quickly. Because... A metaphor for Tom's acting career. Brilliant. Brilliant. Keep him coming. <laughs> um, no, it's just, if you've ever worked on a soap, it's very different to anything else. It's just, they have to make so many episodes of it so quickly mm. um, that you think you're doing a rehearsal and then when that rehearsal finishes, you're on the train home and you're like, Oh, that was it. That was, that was the, that was the take. It's so, so quick. And, um, you have to, you, I don't know, you just have to know your lines, hit your marks and do it very, yeah. very quickly. Cause they've got to keep doing it. So didn't really have a chance to get excited about it. Cause I went in, I was like, Oh wow, I'm on Emmerdale. And then it was, Oh wow. I'm at home. <laughs> yeah. So quickly. Yeah. Well, I've only done one bit of TV. That was the ITV, um, all star Mr. And Mrs. And, um, who, who did, it was a, you went on with your partner, didn't you? What's, what's yeah, Maud. <laughs> you and Maud have been Maureen. on a TV show. Who is Maud? Are you talking about Maureen driving school? No, Maud, your <laughs> no. missus that you met on the ship. The girl you met on Saga. Yeah. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> right. Yeah, I went on, went on there with Maud. Um, so that we TV, got you. We got you. That, I, was, I was really, really, honestly, like, for the first, when you, uh, sorry. <laughs> Maud's a lucky girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so went up there for ITV. So it's on YouTube, by the way. If I can just plug that, just go to my YouTube channel. And um, we were told to do three little short sketches, about five, ten seconds each. And I remember like doing it during the whole day. It was really good, practicing with the dancer. And when you go down to do it, suddenly there's that kind of like reality shift. Like it's happening now. <clears throat> live audience or the camera or the crew and you're there standing but kind of like backstage I, I, I just forgot everything I was going to do I was like you know what I have no idea what I'm going to do now I've created these three little sketches I forgot everything I have no idea what's going on this is going to be a disaster 
But then as soon as you're on, and it's kind of like the same thing when you're on stage, isn't it? You know, you're just there and it just kind of snaps into place. And as you can Have see you ever... on YouTube, it is really good. I will, were... I, I will, I'll put a link up for people who want to go and watch you on so what, All Star you were Mr. On and Mrs. What? All Star Mr. and Mrs.? But yeah, for Wayne Sleep and his husband or boyfriend, whatever he is. Yeah, so we had we had to do, we did a little skit for, for some of the questions, me and this um, dancer. So she danced flamenco and you played while they asked certain questions right. in the show. Yeah. Okay. It was really cool. good. It makes it sense really, really to me now. Yeah. I was confused. Oh, yeah. I was kind the one. Of, is that, have you done, is that, so that's the only telly you did for ITV? For ITV, yeah. And I did something in America, did like a morning TV show back in 2015, which is good. But yeah, for ITV. Oh, no, I tell you, you did call me. Um, Strictly Come Dancing called me, but I was on a ship. No. Actually, let me let me elaborate the story. They called me on the Monday saying, can you come for next Saturday? But we'll let you know by Wednesday. I'm like, yeah, it's brilliant. So obviously I'm excited. Like, my God, should you come dancing? It's going to be good. Um, Wednesday comes, nothing. Thursday comes, nothing. Thursday comes, something, and they've just forgot. And literally Saturday morning at 12 o'clock, bearing in mind where I live, geographically, I can't just get up to London in five minutes. They, um, they said, yeah, can you be at the studio in half an hour? I'm like, well, no, I live... I live miles away, like you were going to tell me on Wednesday. Um, and then I missed that spot, but it was literally only for 10 seconds and it involved a lot of dancing. And I'm glad I didn't do it because I can't dance. I've been really uncomfortable. So um, there was there was one, I'm, I've just remembered it. It was probably five years ago, but are either of you familiar with the TV show, Take Me Out? Yeah. Yes. Not like it. Love that. Like boo, 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 boo. Have you been right. on that, Tom? I've been on it. Have you? Yep. Way dang it. the hang a banger now. Yeah, yeah, tell more. I I want to watch it before. I want to watch it before. Is it on YouTube? It's not on YouTube. Ah, oh, not on YouTube. Right. So there's there's two two reality shows. Um, one was an almost. They asked me to do um, the come. Is it come dine with me? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was the one where they'd got like um, soap stars and things like that on. And they said, would you do come dine with me? And I said, yeah, sure. And we got so far down the line of talking about doing it. And then it quickly stopped when they said for my for my entertainment, they thought it would be a good idea if my garage door flew open and loads of dry ice came out and I was singing Robbie Williams to that would have been my brilliant. guests. I said, no, I'm not doing that. No. So I, that, that, that got stunted. But take me out. Um, yeah, take me out. I wasn't the contestant. Danny in the in the band was the contestant. What? Um, yeah. And here's the brilliance of it. He had his then wife, his now wife, sorry, was his girlfriend at the time. And she was in the hotel uh, while he was on the show. <laughs> so he just went on because he thought it would be brilliant publicity. And we wow. got roped into it with the Take That Experience. And... Um, it was a really, really peculiar experience. Wait, did you? I think I've seen it. Did you guys sing? Yeah. Did like he joined the, got into the band so he, and, and he, like he came down in the lift. He did the first load of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he stands and then he with went, the band. Then he goes. Like the, when the, this they is do my the show off bit of what you can do. Special skill, and we came down. I've the stairs. seen it. Yeah. Oh, holy sugar! I've seen it. Yeah. Um, why was Danny on there though? Just can we go back to that bit? Why was he on there? Um, on, sta on, on a stage in general, or no, no, 
doing magic. <laughs> why was he? Do- why was he doing? Why was he on Take Me Out when he's got a girlfriend? He said. What happens with Danny is Danny goes out in London quite a lot, and he was out in London. And if you know Danny, you know that anyone who is a television researcher or a producer will look at Danny and go and have a wet dream because yeah. the guy is just on the whole time. So I think he was in a bar in London. Uh, stood on the bar performing magic or breathing fire or something like that. And they just went, wow, we need to get you on TV. Tom, tell Adam what, what he told one guy. Oh, um, I, I know where you're going with it. I know where yeah, you're going with it. So, tell him. It's genius. I it's, it, the, I think, the, the reason Danny gets so much TV exposure is because he's a fucking genius. He is That's a genius why. with stuff like this. So we did a gig. I can't remember where it was in some... Um, it wasn't a gig, sorry. Again, he was in a bar and he bumped into a researcher for Channel 4. And he was like, I'm in this band. It's, you know, it's great. It's brilliant. It, you know, uh, you should make a documentary. And the guy was like, okay, well, come down and have a chat with us at Channel 4. So Danny comes to work that weekend. He's like, I've got, got Channel 4. They're interested in making a documentary about the band. And I think Nick said to me, or somebody else in the band said to me, don't let him go and have this meeting on his own. Go with him because we need to know what we're signing up for if we do it. So I went to London, met up with Danny. I think we had two or three lagers. And then we we strolled up to wherever the Channel 4 meeting room was that we were having this thing. And we sort of went in and we said hello to the execs. We shook hands. We sat down. No more than 20 seconds had elapsed. They hadn't asked a question. And Danny Hall stood up and shouted, you give me 10 grand, two flights to Prague, and I'll give you a TV show. Oh, my God. Bear in mind, there's five people in the band. There's five people in the band, and 10 grand ain't going to go very far. (laughs) Prague, 10,000, two tickets. Like, yeah. (laughs) The guy's a genius. We were in there for, from the moment that we went in, signed in, signed the book, sat down, had the chat and left, we were back out within eight minutes. Eight minutes. The guy's a genius. Yeah. You give me 10 grand, two flights to Prague, and I'll give you a TV show. I'd like what, to... In his mind. I'd like to yeah, see... Yeah, was it a TV show? <laughs> I'd love to see what that TV show was. Mm. He's kind Two of tickets. like Ron Burgundy, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> Ron Burgundy, yeah. Which do you prefer, by the way? The first or second film? The first. Yeah. First is it for me. Um, yeah, first. I didn't laugh as hard as at anything as I did at the first, and I, and I it was never going to stand up to the first, the second, was it? My mm. first ever dog was called Baxter. After the oh, film, right. after the film, yeah. Um, yeah. So, where's the best place you've ever played a gig, Ad? Uh, the best gig I've ever played is Royal Albert Hall. And tell yeah. us, tell us all about what the gig <laughs> was and how you did it. Okay, so the Albert Hall, a, and if there's a newspaper article to go with it, we should probably see that as well. Yeah. Did okay. Maud appear at any point? Um, it's in my drawer. Do you want me to get it out? Yeah. And, and what are we talking about now, Ad? <laughs> hey. So, I say it's in the drawer. It's just not too far away. It's just there. Uh... <laughs> of course it is. It's ready to be branded. <laughs> I mean, bear in mind, you showed us the same thing about a month ago. <laughs> you asked and for it's it. still not been put away. Brilliant. It's, st- it's in the bin. <laughs> I mean, throw that away. So that gig came about. Oh god, I was cleaning caravans, and um, I was. Whoa, just whoa, whoa, to... whoa, 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 whoa! What? Back up. You were what? I was. That was my. I had day jobs for years, years and years. 
Okay. Doing caravans, building sites, working in a little convenience stores, building sites. So this was 2008. I'd love it if you got, this was 2019. <laughs> when was that? When did Tony win £310,000? Um, <laughs> On a £2 bet. That's, this came out May the 6th, 2009. So 2009, I think it was end of April, actually. Anyway, oh. so yeah, I was cleaning caravans and I got... Um, and then I was working in a, in a close store and I get this text from lots of people saying, congratulations, brilliant. I'm like, what? I don't know what's going on here. Anyway, so I get a phone call saying, we've got an Albert Hall gig in three days' time. Um, you're supporting Kenny G. So up we went. My mate lived in London. It was me and my mate was in a duo. And it was it was absolutely, it was just amazing. It was so, it was amazing. Mum and dad came up and a few friends and family and that. And um, kind of been in there we just been playing in pubs and bars and people not really listening suddenly you've got the albert hall 5250 people and it was unreal this just the sound check and everything the excitement and then i remember having nerves so hard that i just felt sick about an hour and a half to go you're thinking this is happening like you there's i mean i never wanted to you know you're never going to back out but like you you are locked in now this is it you i know are... what you mean that feeling of being on a roller coaster that's on its way up and you're yeah. like even if i wanted to yeah. can't get off now can't and i'm thinking and and you become like shaky and quite just just so nervous um and do then you get you nervous naturally as a as a as a performer do you have that as i have human. really bad nerves no yeah yeah I, no as, I mean, a, I as think... a person i mean anyone <laughs> anyone is gonna anyone's gonna do a you, you know. see me going to asda <laughs> <laughs> oh god i've got to go to tesco <laughs> hell. uh no i think okay so like if I if I do if I'm doing five ships I'm sorry five shows on a ship, um, the first one the nerves just kind of set, focus you don't they they send to you, so you know you're going through you're, you're going in and you've got to land it all and once you've done your first one the rest become more enjoyable but the the first one I do is always uh, say not nerves but like yeah you you've your heart's going a bit because you're going in as a solo act you feel the you know you, you feel. Bit more Mate, five shows on a ship you want to have a word with your agent it, it, that's if i'm on for two weeks yeah that's it like pino and, and cunard do like classical concerts which is what i i i do so you do right. four to five a cruise um so, albert, anyway, hall. so albert hall is god i do you know what i remember so it was like five minutes ago and then you're thinking this is it like this is happening and then the nerves just start to trans you know, change the excitement into Get the knock on the door yeah, get that knock on the door and like it's like here we go. And it's, it's like, Kenny. Wow. We don't need you, Adam. On your way. <laughs> Imagine if you got that. Yeah, no. I just Kenny. decided I'm gonna play the full album. So <laughs> thanks yeah. for coming up, boys. It, I'm gonna need those tickets back as well. So if you could let your mum and dad know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let them out the back door. <laughs> yeah. So you're walking around and um suddenly you're, you're kind of in the wings and uh, it just turns to excitement, like major, major excitement. And you just go out there and it's like, wow, here we go. And it was once you're on stage, um, it, it just felt really easy and natural um, and enjoyed ourselves, really, really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, it was an amazing night. Imagine that experience, but imagine then <laughs> yourself on stage. Yeah, I can't be good. Nah. So did it like trickle down your leg or something? Nah, mate. I've learned that you have to wear a couple of pairs of pants if you're in a kilt because right. hands go up there. And it was just one of those where it was contained within the um, underwear. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, sort of like a nappy in a way, but yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a kind of like a very much like nappy. a nappy, in fact, Adam. <laughs> An adult yeah. nappy with a little tiger on the front. Yeah. And I, I mean it's funny how it's funny what the aud- you think the audience see and what they don't see, because no one would have seen that. Obviously, you know it. I mean, I've told them all now, but yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, I you remember feel when he was on that shit. <laughs> he did look a bit white, didn't he? That Robbie Williams stunk. <laughs> 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 yeah i played a show once where i couldn't understand after so the drummer counted us in and he, went, he was it was like one two three four so we're all in it's like and i could hear like i was like someone left the pa you know like music through the pa yeah like the front of house while i'm on stage kind of thing yeah like they've um yeah left the music as people are like the, the pre-show music have they left yeah. it playing and i'm singing and it's really kind of putting me off and i realized halfway through the song that the keyboard player had pressed the demo button oh, on the keyboard amazing. yeah so it was just going you know like as musicians have you have you ever at any point in your life not in a live gig environment but have you ever pressed the demo button on a piano and tried to convince your no. friends that it's you playing it yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah i have we used yeah. to the first keyboard i had when i was growing up i think it was my mum's had a demo button and it played probably one of the most complex classical pieces of music and um yeah you should have people around my house charging a quid <laughs> <laughs> just stand way back just stand way back yeah yeah stand, stand back yeah, yeah. And, and then uh yeah here's me um here's me playing uh some beethoven and they're like Everyone used to say to my mum, he's really advanced for his age, isn't he? I was, <laughs> How has he done that? Seven, How, he that was. <laughs> How the bloody hell is he doing um, Yeah, that, that, that sort of fell apart quite quickly. As soon as one person realised, spread like wildfire. What, what flamenco guitarists or music got you into playing the flamenco guitar? Well, the guy, the guy that's the best in the world, didn't he invite you to his house and train you? Isn't that? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So why are we talking uh, about me shitting on a cruise ship and yeah, not about when the you've fact got these that... stories up your armor? <laughs> so yeah, um, the 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 music I heard when I was in in this hotel on holiday, I was about nineteen. It was just amazing, the techniques and all that, it's just explosive. So I came back home and had just lessons and just loved all the music. There wasn't a particular artist; I just wanted to learn it all. And then fast forward to uh, two thousand and nine, I heard Manitas de Plata. And he was discovered by Picasso, sold 93 million albums, and just like was just Ooh. rock star. So the guy, the guy was discovered by Picasso. Yeah, Picasso called him a genius. Yeah, in 1963, wow. and um, he said he, he chopped his ear off. No, that's Van Gogh, and I was going to make that joke. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. If you watch, that's like, the watch... only bit. That's my brain was like. Come on, make the joke, make the joke, get it in, get it in, get it in. I, I stopped. I'll, I'll, I'll send, when, we're, when I'm editing this, I'll send you the point that it, it goes through my head and you'll see me go, no, don't do that. And then you say it anyway. Sorry, Adam. Sorry, Ad. That's right, he didn't cut his ear off, but he, um, he, he called him a genius. And then, yeah, I'll see that started. He just took off then. And then I, I what happened? Uh, I thought to myself, it was 2012. I, was, I just finished a four-month contract on Celebrity. I thought, you know what? I want to go down and thank this man. So, 
thanks to the music and try and meet him. And I just, I went on online and started phoning up random bars where he used to live. He's a gypsy, so we didn't go straight um, straight too far. Um, and yeah, I got, I think on the third phone call, I got his favorite bar, left my name and number, and then they passed it on to him and he called me. And then he, um, I sent you a photo, sent you a photo of us together, but it was, oh, it was I'll stick absolutely- it up on the screen now. It, it was amazing. It was just, I expect, I, I hoped for just like 15 minutes of his time, a bit of a chat, if I can play some music and just turned into one day after the other. Um, and it just, he just totally changed my philosophy of music. He, it was just, it was just amazing. And he's on TV. He was just so famous. And, you know, to, to be sat next to him and to hear him play that's that music and to understand that it's just his personality is, you meant a flamenco's, all music is expressive, but, you know, flamenco is um is uh is, is, there's a huge amount of depth to it and and that and uh to hear him play that music next to me was just like wow this is something else and then i had a nine-month contract on celebrity and i just i had i then had that time to kind of realign and practice techniques and change a few bits and just learn to be me playing it because people don't realize this but you practice for like a couple of hours every day don't you yeah that's I, I'm trying to think of things that I would do for two hours a day. And it, then I, I don't come up with play the guitar. That was right. That's, that's, bike, uh, that's what I do ride my this. bike for. Uh, yeah, there you go. I do ride my bike for two hours. I was going to make a <laughs> joke, but I'm not going to. I was going to do that too, but I thought you'd cut it out. So what's the point? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I did leave. I, did I get leave what you mean though. No joking. <laughs> when Shang. the guitar is there, it's one of those things that you just pick up. It's, it's a weird thing, isn't it? If the guitar is in the room, you will naturally gravitate and pick it up. Yeah. Do you know what? And you probably want to leave this out the podcast, but I have not, I have not played or practiced for a long time. This lockdown has just killed any, any, all of my creative juices wow. to play. It's hard, man. It's hard. And, and, and I'm, I, I think we can leave this in. I think we can talk about yeah, it because I think, I think it's uh, I think it's a genuine thing as well. And that's a lot of that. A lot of that comes down to, but you probably thought it, Carl, it's like, I've gone, I'll write this song or I'll do this, this particular thing. And you just go, What's the point? I don't know when I'm going to need to do it again. And you do, you, you get into that mindset of it's you're so used. To, you've had a year off. You're so used to being at home now. The There's only thing that of... that's hit for me is that I was kind of every day anyway. I forced myself to go and write, so it's not changed the work ethic of my life. Lockdown. It's just the creativity, as you say, kind of gets sapped from you because you think. You don't really know where to go with it. You haven't got anything to say. You haven't got anything new. You haven't got any inspiration. You haven't been to places to kind of be inspired or meet people that have told you a story that you think, I'll put that in a song. That'll be great because that relates to people. I, you know, it related to me. I will, I'll say it to someone else. It relates to someone else. So that's the thing that I found the most difficult about. Yeah, but even, but mate, making, making the podcast, writing a song, performing a gig and anything like that, you, you, we aren't, we haven't had any, new experiences for the best part of 12 months so you've got nothing to draw on like I, me and carl had a chat like an hour before the show and i was like we need to be able to be in the same room pretty much pretty soon because just to, just for it to open up something else that's like even mm. creative conversation or anything so i don't think you need to feel bad for not for not no, having not played it for a little while i think it's i think finding motivation at the moment tail end of this year when it's gray cold pissing wet rain outside and you've not done anything or earned any money for a year 
how hard is that to then go do you know what? i'm i'm going to i'm going to practice it, mate it's it's a really really uh, I, I guarantee lots and lots of other musicians performers yeah. actors are feeling exactly the same yeah definitely exactly i mean i've got same. some really good guitar guitar friends and they said the same just so musicians and artists i think have definitely felt waves of that um I mean, if you look at my calendar now i'm going to be going off on a ship next week um you know take the um, calendar down for now that's what take i did it down yeah take just it go down. rid of it because i don't want to wake up every morning and look at what i should have been doing yeah no I, I don't i'm just just for this purpose of this podcast i looked over and i was like yeah okay i'm gonna be going i've just kind of forgot about it actually i've just forgot do you, about do you need that. do you need a new calendar uh yeah i could do with a new calendar actually <laughs> <laughs> oh i but jest i send but me jest. one send me one yeah. <laughs> boys how good would it be if for february's episodes the three of us could shoot uh, a podcast or a couple of podcasts all in the same room imagine if we could go to the pub speak to the landlord at a pub and just say in the day when you close can we just sit in the pub and the three of us shoot the breeze i was going to ask ad when you go to the pub what's your fav- what's your little tipple tom likes a glass of champagne he said once didn't tom, tom also likes a pint of fosters but for some reason mm. carl heard champagne said once and has gravitated said, to it i love a since. glass of champagne i do love a glass of champagne and on christmas there day is. i will have not some. just christmas day yeah so carl i think he's gonna ask you what drink i like yeah what's your favorite tipple Ad? i like local beers and ipas huh? really into them and i also like gin and tonic I've got a good Adam Westcott gin and tonic story for you if you want it, Carl. I do, but I also want to, just before you tell me it, I want to tell Ad that Swansea does an amazing gin and tonic. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe maybe if we can get in the same room, we should go to the distillery that does it. Oh, do let maybe. us do a podcast from the distillery. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a That'd good be idea. And That's we could try the gin while we're talking. What I'll um, do, Ad, what I'll do, Ad, is I'll book me and you a travel lodge. There you go, boys. We share a bed, can't we? Be fine. Um, I'll book us a travel lodge in Swansea. Look how happy his little face is. Look <laughs> at his little face. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go and try some gins at the distillery. We'll shoot some podcasts. Probably not be able to yeah. use any Carl of Gorm. the material. Yeah. And leave you. You two have a nice night in the travel lodge. Separate notice beds. I said. Perfect. Notice I said I'd book us a travel lodge, and Carl didn't go. No, no, no. It's all right. You can come and stay at mine. Yeah, yeah, f- off. That? that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. But my Adam Westcott gin and tonic story is really good. Hit me with so, that rhythm. I'm looking stick. forward to this. What is this? Well, you, Adam Westcott came to my uh, my house to have some photographs taken uh, on a couple of occasions. Where's this going? No, 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 no. Some photographs for his uh, social media and his albums and things like that. For his bromance album. Album artwork, yeah. Bromance, available in all stores. Um, he came to my house and I said, uh, I think I said I'd got no food in or something. And my mum said, when you, before you take your pictures, come over. She said, and I'll cook you and Adam something to eat. And then uh, I've know. been over twice. Ad never cooked me a meal. Sorry. Do you know why he hasn't? Do you know why he hasn't had a meal? Because the podcast finishes. We finished the last episode, and I go, "All right, yeah, everything okay, Carl?" He's in the car on the way home. <laughs> There's no conversation. It's <laughs> bye bye. I do have to drive three hours, and we yeah. have talked for all of what eight hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked for a long time. So anyway, my mum says, I'll, "I'll cook you some dinner." I'm like, "Brilliant, okay." So we went round, we had some dinner, and I think I went to take a phone call or something like that. And I came back into the lounge 20 minutes later, and my mum has made Adam Westcott some of the gin that she, like, brews or distills herself. Adam Westcott, by this Ooh. point, 
is three sheets to the wind drunk. I can get back to take some pictures. And I, I sent him a thousand pictures and he's like, yeah, I look hammered in every single one. His eyes are like, one's, go, one's twist, one's... Here's a shout. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I've got them on here. I have got, I've got three of them. I know what you're saying now. Let's yeah. have a look, Ad. Put, put one up so we can just okay. see it. Go on. Yeah, it's fine. Let me... Uh... Send it to me, Ad. Send it to me and I'll stick it up uh, on the okay. screen. Okay, here we go. It, it, okay, right. I'll send it to you just, just for Carl to see. Come on. You can't see that oh, it's a bit there. of reflection. Look at that. Perfect. No, no, look, look at my eye. Oh, yes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he fucking looking at? <laughs> no, Me? There you go. He's staring into my soul. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one we'll use in, in the podcast. Should have said a prayer ad. That's him saying, I'll do that. No, no. I think you showed me. You showed me a um, a junior photo, and he Possibly. was doing that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Try and copy Jude Law. I think and that's your jacket, by the way. That was your jacket. You're welcome. You are very welcome. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a unicorn emoji, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for tuning in to the Awkward Turkey podcast in January. Mr. Adam Westcott uh, um, will we'll be back with us uh, next week or the week after, whichever way this plays out. Um, for a you have a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's still looking for pictures of himself to show us. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Pop the phone down, Adam. We should um, thank our patrons. Tony says goodbye. <laughs> oh, my God. How much gin is Adam drunk? <laughs> he doesn't need to drink it he just needs to hear the word yeah he's steaming mate um we should say thank you to our patrons before Always, we go thank you so much thank you so much and we should say thank you to anybody who has just tuned in because yeah, without if you're them new. wow we can't do the show well we probably could but you know wouldn't be as it fun would, would it I'd, well it'd be you and me making it and then yeah nobody, just having a chat with adam <laughs> over yeah, skype listening to it <laughs> So thank you. It's been you. a pleasure. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Ad. Awesome. Um, shall we all, um, well, me and Carl can, Adam, you might have to mime this, but shall we mic drop and say see everybody next week, Sundays at seven? All the best. God bless. If you're on a bike in the night, Adam. Where? Ta-da. What? dropping it on my knob. Thank <laughs> you.